the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This segment of Faith Talk Live brought to you by America's Benefit, LLC. Comprehensive health care coverage for 30 to 60% less. Online at OurPlanRocks.com. This is Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe. And it's Ken's Day with Ken Kington. Look out! It is the Wednesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Yes, we're back from Irma-ish weather. <laughs> Irma-ish. 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 Wait a minute, Dan. <laughs> There's somebody to the left of me. I uh, He looks familiar, but I'm not sure. Let me pinch him and see. Is that Ken Kington? Oh, look at those guns <laughs> on that guy. Wow. See, they did move Stone Mountain. There it is, right there <laughs> on your body. Wow. Uh, I think what they said was, I think you said, wow, you really lost a lot of weight. And I'm like, no, I'm getting ripped. I'm getting ripped. <laughs> My wife says, you're so skinny. And I'm like, okay, that's Does not she say a compliment. That? Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. But uh, What do you want her to say? Well, I'll text her right now. You what? look just, healthy. Okay. That's what I'm going for. I don't, I don't care what I look like. I just want to be healthy. You look like a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, I just that's kind that. of awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, okay. tiger. Oh, wait. Oh, that was the Adam. It wasn't the Heather. Oh, my God. All the humanity. Oh, anyway, yeah. welcome. It's good Man, to see you. I'm just so glad that you guys survived the, uh, the oh, yeah. end of the world storm <laughs> here in Georgia that was the Irma. That's so crazy. I, I, I mean, working out wise, I went to the Y. Yeah. Did you get a quick workout in on Sunday between events and. And the girl goes, oh, we're going to be closed on Monday and Tuesday. And I'm like, why? She goes, oh, a storm. <laughs> I'm like, what storm? And she goes, have you not been looking at the news? Have you not seen it? There's this huge storm. It's, I said, you mean the one in Florida? <laughs> she goes, yeah, it's coming this way and it's going to be horrible. And I'm like, it's going to rain. That's what happens when it yeah. hits landfall. It rains. And she's just like, oh. Well, we're going to be closed for two days. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow. Oh, okay. my goodness. Well, I do yeah, the- I think the crying wolf is uh, is officially happening. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. they did get whacked, though, in uh, in Florida. And, of yes. course, uh, Houston got whacked as well. The boys today, and I don't know about your kids. No, my kids Joshua, are back in school. Yeah, they're back. Well, those Cobb County kids, yeah. they're, they're, made out of, no matter what. they're made out of iron. They won't <laughs> <That's> rust. <right. laughs> but uh, the boys are out again today yeah well so, i think you guys got a lot more damage yeah. in gwinnett county than we got in cobb we did. did the neighbor's tree fell on completely on his van he's yeah. like Ooh. a professional painter right yeah oh. and this tree that was a healthy tree just slammed we heard the crack oh, i mean wow. it was like crack bang in seconds and uh it destroyed his van uh, his van there was no snap before it was like snap crackle bang or? <laughs> <laughs> add a little milk there you go <laughs> No, and, and, and it was so bad. It's the new Rice Krispies. How bad was it? <laughs> well, it was so bad. Well, that's Ronald Reagan. Yeah. That's not Johnny Carson. <laughs> but it was so bad, the uh, the it, it pulled out our internet, which is first world problems, right? Because right. we don't have right. internet. What? Why was your internet in his van? <laughs> <laughs> A 
tree in his question. van, and now our internet's gone. <laughs> well, because I'm in the sweet spot of my mediocre radio career, <laughs> I can't oh, afford internet goodness. in my home. I just, just get it from his, his no, the, hot spot. The line, yeah, that's yeah. But the line from the pole. <laughs> Should we try this again? Should I just walk out the door yeah. and come back? Duct tape. No, but it pulled down the internet, and uh, there's a live wire there now, which I didn't realize after I cleaned the driveway. Yeah, don't touch that. Yeah, that's what the uh, fire department <laughs> said. Don't touch that. So now there's yellow tape all around our house and his house. Wow. So, But we have no internet. So it looks is... like a crime scene around your house, <laughs> is what you're saying. The neighbor's going, I knew that guy was strange. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that guy was weird. Uh-huh. You know what we need? We need a hero. Do we? Yeah. Like, we looking hero. out for a hero. Yeah. yeah. We need some guy like, we need a hero like Liam Neeson. Mm. Remember, Liam Neeson. remember T, uh, uh, Taken? Taken? Taken or Taken, either way. I only drink after the show, not before. <laughs> okay. Taken. Remember? See, that, uh, absolutely. Where he's like, I have a certain set of skills and I will find you. Mm. What else did he say? What a voice. I don't know. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just remember that scene in it, and I have a unique set of skills. Liam Neeson is sixty-five, and they're no still asking. Yeah, they're still asking him to be an action star. Mm-hmm. And he was in Taken, and he <laughs> uses that phone speech that's legendary, like Ken yeah. just parroted. Right. Oh, do you have it? Yeah, it's right here. Listen uh, to this. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Yeah. Which is weird because he's the voice of Aslan in the Chronicles of Narnia. So here to Aslan talk like that, that's kind of weird. I don't know. That needs to be on YouTube to have an yes. actual scene of yes. Aslan yes. speaking to the children and going, I will find you. And I, I love you. that. I love that. Well, evidently at 65, they're still throwing money at him to be an action star. And he says, no, I am too old. What do you guys oh, think? Come on. You You're think he's too old? old? It is uh, it is taxing physically for those guys to do what they do. Um, I mean, just the scenes and all. And yeah. I have trouble getting down, rolling around, and all that. I can't. I can't imagine at sixty five doing it. Yeah. So, I, but I mean, he's got the voice for it. So yes, he, he does. Could. Well, we happen to get a clip of him at sixty five doing the same phone speech from Taken. Okay, I'll let really? you be the judge to see if he can pull it off. Listen okay. to this. I will look for you, and I will find you. <laughs> And I will uh, uh, kill you. I like that. <laughs> That's what you do at 65. Oh, my Terrible. goodness. Wow. I will beat you with my walker. I hate it when that happens. Wow. Oh, wow. Awesome. So what's been, what you been up to? Oh, my gosh. Uh, just road, life, getting the kids back to school. Um, and you survived Irma. That's good to I know. I did. Yeah. And, okay, this is really cool. He's talking about Irma. So I'm on the road somewhere, and it was in the in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And I just clicked on, and for whatever, Rush Limbaugh was talking about the storm. Yeah, and he says, "I've been around for years." In a week before it hits here, watch the news. Here's what they're going to do, and he predicted like a prophet. He said they're going to predict the storm goes straight up the middle of the state and of they, Florida. They did, and the, and then a week later, I see it, and that's exactly what they're yep. predicting. Yeah. And he says the reason that is is there's never been a storm that goes straight up the, the panhandle of, or the, the peninsula of Florida. Wow. He says the reason they do that is to maximize the fear ah. of both coasts and wow. get the most ratings. And and I just, I, I got to tell you, I agree with him. Just they, that 
It's it's ridiculous. It's crying wolf. Yeah, I mean, and just it's watching them, and they're going to believe it. Yeah, they're out there, and there's and of course they stand out there in the worst place where there's wind and rain blowing, <laughs> and they've got their football stance because they're you know getting down low to and, and you know the camera guys just in the in the van you know wiping off the lens every once in a while, going this guy's an idiot, but. <laughs> Don't yeah, hurt, I mean, don't hurt yourself there. The way you were moving there, I know. I was a little concerned. Well, as well you should be. Well, but. you're talking about this whole fear thing because you know it does. Fear grows, and people hit the grocery stores. When I went to get, oh lord, when I went to get oh. bread and milk, there was yes. no bread. <laughs> there was no bread and milk. I had three quarters of a tank of gas, so I needed to fill up, you know, for the rest of the way. It's and- crazy. So, it is crazy. So we're dealing with fear, and I remember the, there's a message that uh, you preached at uh, his hands that you communicated oh, yeah. about breakthrough, and you talked about fear, and you said the the only way to overcome fear is to have a bigger fear. Have a bigger fear. Which at first thought, you're like, I, when I first heard it, I'm like, what? Yeah. What, Ken? Yeah. And no, then no, now that you're here, you have to explain this. What? what well, what's the deal? Uh, it came from a friend of mine out in Phoenix who uh, had heard it from a, a pastor out there who's just really sharp. And, and he was like, yeah, to overcome fear, you have to have a bigger fear. And it's like, wow, that's that's crazy. And uh, I don't know. I've just gotten to the point now where, and, and the, the bottom line is, if you fear God, you don't fear anything else. Mm. And uh, it was funny you mentioned the grocery stores because I went in to the Kroger right by our yeah. house, Dan, and I'm walking in there. Because we were out of dog treats. I wasn't going in to get <laughs> milk and whatever else you're supposed to get. And oh, so I'm no. walking in there, and the line is just super long. And my favorite was this guy right in front of me. He's got a 24-pack under each arm, 24-pack of beer, <laughs> and one package of hot dogs. What and more I'm, do you need? <laughs> you, my friend, are ready for Irma. This is, this is great. So uh, uh. But the, the truth is is that we, we all have fears, and... I can't remember who it was. It was some brilliant psychologist. He basically said, fear is the first emotion. And that's where our brain, the the part of our brain that feels and experiences and deals with fear is first and foremost and larger than the one that deals with logic. Hmm. Wow. And I'm like, wow. He says, that's why they play to fear all the time. Yeah. Fear sells. Yeah. And so with that, it's like, okay, well, if I can get past that and I can set my mind on the fear of God in any situation and look at his truth in those pieces, then that fear grows to the point where I'm not afraid of anything, else. Right. literally not anything else. And it's simple, but it's not easy. Right. And, uh, and just in that mindset, we don't have time to unpack it all in this segment, but it really is that idea that, Hey, I can either live in fear of everything or I can learn to fear God himself and uh, really, how does that happen? Mm-hmm. How do I do that? What does that look like? And uh, once I do that and learn that, and I've had some just a couple amazing breakthroughs in that area of, so how does that work? How do I do that? And, and I would describe it this way, that uh, when Kennedy was getting through with cancer, they it, it was about a 50-50 chance that you survive mm-hmm. about 10, 12 years before she was going through it. But these German doctors took the same medicines and they just said, what if we did something a little bit different? Hmm. And they changed the protocol and they changed it from what they gave them and then a, a maintenance and then an intensive. And they saw that once they took the same exact pieces but changed it a little bit, the rate went from 50-50 to about 85 to 90% success. Wow. And that's that's really kind of what it went. We'll, we'll unpack that in the next section. Love that. Ken Kington talking about fear and breakthrough. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. I'm Dan Radcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Like a happy bell. 
in a foghorn world. It's Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. Look out! It is the uh, Wednesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. I'm Dan Rackley. Boy, I like that dance. That's, and I'm uh, dancing. That's pretty awesome right there. <laughs> what do you call that? Um, the old guy weird <laughs> look, I guess. It was like surfing Crowder almost, you yeah. know? I like that. Yeah. Mm. It is Ken's day. Recognize that voice. We haven't heard that voice in some time. It's been too long. Yeah. yeah. And some days we thought, on Wednesdays we thought, Let's just turn off our show and have and just an hour of silence mm-hmm. because we have no Ken Kington. <laughs> well, we started with that earlier today. <laughs> there you go. Just give me a taste of what's been happening. Yeah. What have you been up to? You've been traveling like like nuts. Yeah, right? um, just kind of all over the place. Conferences. I uh, just got back from Colorado and Wyoming, which was awesome. It's my favorite state speed limit. Wyoming, the uh, posted, or posted speed limit is 80 miles an hour, which yeah. I absolutely love, but there were some fires out there. So there was, what was really funny is because I had all these people going, hey, are you bracing for Irma? Are you are you going north? And I'm thinking, we're in Georgia. We are north from it or whatever. But at the time, I was in Colorado driving north to Wyoming. I said, yeah, I actually flew to Colorado to get away from it. I'm now driving to Wyoming to get further <laughs> away from it. But uh I feel bad because they've got fires and I could really use a little bit of rain. Yeah. But I, I feel bad mentioning that since there's a hurricane going on. So, <laughs> do you rent a car when you're there? Did you rent a clown I car do. while you were there? No, no, no. They gave me a uh, like a midsize or whatever. So, yeah. yeah I don't I, I do rent like the cheapest thing usually and I, I it makes me thankful for my car. Well, you know, with a speed limit like that, I mean, I don't know about you, but I would try to go as fast as I can cuz you can, <laughs> can't you? Yeah. Really? Um, in Montana, daylight, you can. In Wyoming, it's 80. So, okay. yeah. But in Montana and parts of North Dakota, it's it's unlimited during the day because you can see for 30 miles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they will give you a ticket for driving unsafe, which if you're going 120 and there's cars around, then you can get a ticket for that. So were you speaking, because uh, you do so many speakings, you do corporate speaking and you yeah. do church stuff as you minister to I, those. And who Were you doing everybody? What were it you was doing? a one-two punch. I did a kind of a staff building thing in Colorado, and then okay. I did a show up in Casper, Wyoming, Yeah, and which was a absolute blast. It was so funny because they had this, I don't know, they had a lighthouse theme, so it was like this ocean theme but it was in a gym and I, it looked just like back to the future the enchantment uh, under yeah. the sea dance yeah. <laughs> and uh, so i always try to find something about the environment that was so easy i said hey welcome to the remake of enchantment under the sea and back to the future and uh michael j fox is that his name yeah, yeah. So he's yeah, gonna come yeah. out and play some tunes in a minute <laughs> and it was so funny because about half the people got it and were laughing and then i said you know michael j fox is gonna come out and play in a minute they're like oh god and was like, <laughs> he's not really here not. in <laughs> casper wyoming tonight he's he's not here but that's funny oh, so it's just fun to kind of play off of that that's and, a classic movie and i love that dancing speaking oh, of dances man. you did a dance last week with susan norris and i did a, not dance i played the music so what? i didn't have to dance yeah, you were the DJ. I was a DJ, everybody. See, yeah. at a you... at a wedding or what? Yeah, at a wedding that uh, it was a, a wedding renewal vow ceremony, basically. Oh, cool! Yeah. Susan Norris and rescuing hope, and yeah. I had a picture here. I don't know if I can find it, but how'd that go? It looks like you guys were doing like Greek dancing. We had a great time. What the the picture was from the YMCA, and 
no matter how many times you play that, people love that song and they get out on the dance floor inevitably. I can show that, right? By the way, speaking oh, well. of YMCA, the guy that was the cowboy, I think he's still alive. He's 65 today. I'm trying to find his name. <laughs> now now you're going to have to pull it back up. It's Randy, Randy, Randy something. Randy Jones is, uh, is he was 65 the or 75. Yeah, he was the cowboy in the, in the, the village people. The village? He is 65 yeah. today. Try that. Be careful. There we go. What is he doing now? Uh, he's uh, doing cruise ships and casinos, I think. is uh, As a singer I, or I a dancer or as a cowboy? Well, what? He's, he's probably he, living off he the... He was the M. He's just going around doing the... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> That's an M. Oh, I see. Isn't it Y? You look like a praying y- mantis or something. Y-M-C-A. How is it? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so that guy... a show called M now? M and M. Yes. Elijah, I drive Elijah oh. crazy because he'll say Eminem, the artist, yeah. right? And I'll say, well, which one is it, plain or peanut? And, it, of course, he rolls his Dad. eyes. But I brought the Susan Norris thing up because you and I are doing the gala this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rescuing Hope doing a gala. Dan and I are the MCs. We're going to be. Nice. We're, gonna, we're the auctioneers. We're the auctioneers. Yeah, we're doing the, the auction. Yeah. Have you ever MC'd, auctioneered anything? <laughs> Only we for need, a we couple need some friends. pointers. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I had to listen. I went and I listened to some auctioneers and. Figured out what they do and how they do it. So, you mean, yeah. Yeah, how to do it. Really? And uh, I got this, I got this. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look at my notes. But yeah, you Did can look you over Did you seriously? It. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't want to get stuck up there and go, okay, anybody else got any, <laughs> anything? I'll pay more. How much more do you want to pay? Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to do that. So, wow, maybe we should go and do a quick course on auctioneering. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you some tips afterwards. It's, probably, it's not that hard. It's like what you got, what you need, and, and giving the pieces, and do I see, and starting out low. And well, supposedly there's some the good momentum. stuff, too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like vacations and, and, uh, yeah, yeah. and a big thing uh, at the at the new Brave Stadium. You get oh, wow. a suite in the Brave Stadium and, oh, a, and nice. a, um, uh, a Chipper Jones autograph bat that he autographs especially for them. And, uh, all Eight by 10 stuff. of Ken Kington autographs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I That's mean, you would down. think that I wouldn't be afraid. But sometimes, depending on the, the, the venue or the circumstance, I do. I get mm-hmm. I get butterflies, and I just you know I just I'm, I have fear, and I have to overcome that fear. And you and people go, no, not you. You're so sanguine. You're so outgoing. well. You're up front, yeah. and they think anything up front, you can just do anything up front. Yeah, but well, auctioning is totally different, yeah. and that's a totally different venue. And yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared. really scared. I'm real scared. <laughs> so and the to- key is is to literally um, find that fear that's more than that fear. And that's what we were talking about right. last segment, which is yeah. a part of your breakthrough series that you did at his right. hands. You said that statement. Tell me the statement you said. Just the only way to overcome fear is to find a bigger fear. Okay. Explain And that. I mean, you can go through some quick, easy examples like, you know what, I'm, I'm more afraid of, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I fear what people are going to think of the gym if I go there, that I'm not very... I'm not in shape. I'm not this, that, or the other. But for me, now where I am, I'm more afraid of dying because mm-hmm. I I have certain levels that have to be higher than others in order for me and my, my very crappy heart to function right. Yeah. So I'm more afraid of not doing it. So now I go in the gym. I'm like, I don't care how big you are. I don't care what you look like. I don't care if you look down on me. I don't care. Because I'm doing my workout so I can live. Yeah. And I had a great um, turning point of that fear, and I just thought of it. So there's a free weight area, and there's this guy on the bench, 
No lie. He's got probably 380 pounds on the bench. Oh now, on wow. my best day, I do about 150. Yeah, you yeah, know, and right. so I'm on the incline, which is I'm right around 110. Yeah. You know, okay. doing my incline, and his bench is right next to it. And he's going to guys going, hey, hey, I'm going to try to get three. Can you give me a spot? Which means you stand over him. If he can't get it, you pick it the rest of the way up. But it's like. You're no good at that. There's no way I'm going to do that. So, I mean, it really was kind of funny because he kind of gets up. He looks around. And he, look, he looks at me for a half a second and just keeps scanning for somebody else. And so I'm like, that was a wise choice. But then the greatest part, because the guy's pretty intense. He's a huge guy. Almost looks like a professional wrestler, a former football player, whatever. He's huge. His arms are bigger than my legs, yeah. and um, so he gets his set done. And uh, there's kind of a, a deal in the gym where if you're on a particular piece of equipment and you're between sets, somebody go, hey, can I can I do a quick set? And right, you right. readjust the pin and you do whatever yours uh-huh. is. Well, you don't really do that on a bench normally. So he gets done with his. He sits up. He goes, hey, man, thanks to the other guy. And I walked right up to him, tapped him on me, hey, man, can I do a quick set on this? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, uh, uh, he was about to say sure, because he's a very nice guy, but he's like, uh, uh, seriously? And I'm like, no, not seriously. And I'm just, I'm totally messing. And he starts dying laughing, you know? That's funny. So it's, it's one of those, but once you get past that fear. Yeah. And you fear something greater, it, there's unbelievable freedom. And ultimately, if we fear God in the midst of whatever it is, we have no other fears mm. at all. Mm. Let's and talk. Uh, there's there's a little bit more to unpack on yeah. that. That's that's very practical. Let's do that. Let's talk about the bigger fear. And so, how, how do you fear do you God in reality, everyday life? Yeah. yeah, Ken Kington with us. Ken's day. We got to go to a hard break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst, and I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Stay there. ATL and FTL, a match made in Buckhead. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. Oh, yeah, it is the Kinsday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe, and Ken is uh, majoring on air guitar over there. I am. It's Sweet Home Alabama. My wife's family is from Alabama, and so I love it. Not only can he do a great air guitar, (laughs) but... An air conditioner? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't he do a great uh, impersonation of weightlifters in the mirror? Yeah. Just a little while ago? (laughs) I don't know if you saw it on Facebook, but if if you didn't see it, it's funny. Oh, I don't know if he was in camera range. Yeah, I don't. Or not. I think you were oh, just out I of not? camera range when you did that. So. I've never seen a person's pecs move so fast <laughs> in my entire life. Well, it's just it's just funny because there's there's mirrors, and I was just telling the guys that the reason they're there is for proper technique. Mm-hmm. Like you you get by the mirror and you make sure that your posture's right and you got it right and and doing that. But but these guys at the gym, they're. They'll do one set, and they'll just kind of look at the mirror like, right. Yeah, I look good. And I, I've got definition there. And, and it's like, uh, really? Yeah, nobody's yeah. nobody's impressed. I love the guys who walk around like, there's no way my arms will fit next to my side. They just walk around like this. It's like I am huge. Did you start your shirt too much? What, why? Just put them down. It's okay. Oh, just put down gosh. the guns. Ken That's Kington. Uh, check out his website, KenKington.com. Ken Two ends there. We Hello. Population at the last time. Was that the, the voice world? of the Lord? Hello. <laughs> what in the world is that? Practicing my ventriloquism. I don't know. That was pretty uh, good. I didn't even see your lips move. Where is that coming from? One hundred and two, and and, um, <laughs> every week we are every week. 
This profile is profile various areas and various uh, people who are. <laughs> this is very strange. <laughs> NPR has taken through. over. Is there nothing okay. up on the board there? No, I guess not. Just our microphones. Delight to profile. <laughs> well, it's, it's coming through on the on the air. Apparently, okay. somebody's bleeding over onto our uh, station. There. Thank you very much. We appreciate that, and there's no check for you, so don't expect one. We're blaming it all on Irma. By golly. Anyway, go to KenKington.com, two ends, and you can get a step by step video course on how to work out and how to flex your pecs <laughs> just like that it's really really cool now you can check out uh, his itinerary what's going on locally and around the globe tomorrow great show blake canterbury and you pronounce this ministry better than i do it is called purposity i'm not sure i said purpose city but i don't think that sounds like the music man the old uh purpose city (laughs) (laughs) anyway those guys coming up what you do is you sign up for a text about a need in your area, and uh, they they uh, send you information on how to help, like foster kids and homeless kids that don't have school supplies and clothes, proper clothes and stuff. And that is text to you, and then you can decide to to fill that need. And it's a really cool ministry. They'll be uh, with us uh, tomorrow. We'll be talking about that. And also on Friday, Mark Lee of Third Day will be here. We'll talk about his latest book, maybe his only book. I don't know. Does he have more than one book? Hurt Road is just the, the one. Yeah, it's called Hurt Road. Do you know Mark? I know I you know, know Matt. he could write. That's great. Yeah, apparently. He yeah, can. Uh, his kids go to to Mount Perrin as well with with my kids. Mark's and, does. Yeah, we run we run at each other. So you know Mark and Mac. Yeah, yeah. I think we should do you and I should do our Mac Powell impersonation, and he could judge since he's been on the stage with Mac. Yeah, yeah. For and I've known Mac la- for many years. The last yeah. sixty Closing years. Closing my eyes. this tunnel. That could have been that voice that we heard just a little while ago. That could have been Mac Powell. I wonder if it's still there. Let's see. Let's. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, there okay. You go. There. So that's going on the air yeah. even as we speak. Yeah, apparently or? so. Yeah. Okay, wow. All right, that sounds really good. <laughs> Isn't this special? Meanwhile, we were talking. <laughs> we were talking about fear. How, How does we, that happen? I don't know, but I'm scared to death now. It's it's freaking me out. Yeah. But uh, we're talking about fear yeah. and overcoming fear. And you said in a message, and you said at the last break, uh, before the last break, that the only way to overcome fear, and we all have fear challenges, one form or fashion. It may not be catastrophic in, you know, Irma's coming, uh, but it could be, uh, like you mentioned, uh, how do I look, my weight, uh, relationships, yeah. a lot of fear in relationships, mm. in relationships. Ha- and you said to have a bigger fear, and right. that bigger fear would be to fear God, is what you said. Right. In relationships, whether it be husband and wife, whether it be siblings, whether it be people at your office, how do you make that fear bigger, practically in everyday life. Well, I think when it says the the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom is really is really key and it's not running around scared. It's more a fear of missing. And uh I've I've started to discover and I had a little bit of a very I'll say a very specific breakthrough for my life personally was just um the idea of well if I fear God then I'm not gonna miss the best that's out there in a relationship or a job or whatever. So how do I how do I fear God in the midst of my everyday and and there's really a couple very simple ways to just say okay I want my mind set and I see this throughout scripture set your mind on the things of God and seek ye first the kingdom of God and mindset is my mind set on um God and the breakthrough I had was 
I'd have a devotion almost, I mean, I've had one for years and most days. And, and I found that I would read the word and I would read it in order to kind of get through the devotion and, and say, Oh, find something I agree with. Oh, that's really good. That's great. Now, have you ever done that to where, I mean, 10 minutes later, you have no idea what you read. or mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm more reading to get through it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the breakthrough I've had is that the, the truth, God's truth to those who believe is kind of like an antenna. And the more we focus or set our minds on the truth, it's like the antenna goes up. Mm. And the more we kind of refer to that and bring it back over, it goes from just hearing and and hearing a lot of different voices like (laughs) we did on the radio today to very clearly hearing his voice tuned into an exact channel. Mm -hmm. And it becomes high def. And what I've found is, is that if I will read and what I do now is I basically read a chapter. And I'm like, God, show me one verse out of this today. Mm-hmm. One verse that really sticks out. Um, and then I just kind of take that verse. I'll either write it down or, or just mark it in my Bible. And then during the day, I'll bring it back up, bring it back up, bring it back up. And a lot of times by the end of the day, I've got it mostly memorized or whatever. But even if it's unrelated to any of those pieces, I think more clearly, I see more vividly what God is doing in those situations. Great example. Yesterday, I kind of had a failure day mm-hmm. as a husband. Kids are off of school. Um, it's it's not a normal Tuesday, which is what I was going for. And Heather's like, oh, I'm going to go shopping. Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? I'm like, well, I want to. Yeah, I'll do that. But then I had some conflicts with work and it overrode what I had told her. I said I'd want to do, but then I couldn't do. And it, it just, it was a friction day. And uh, I felt like, okay, today as a husband, I was a D minus at best. So I wake up today going, God, you know what? I I don't want to do that again. Mm -hmm. Where was it you talk about, you know, wives and husbands? So I read in Ephesians today Mm -hmm. where it says that that you love your wife as Christ loved the church and, and, and love your wife as your own body. And I'm like, okay. So I do that and I get to the verse where it says, but no man hates his own body, but he nourishes and cherishes it, Mm. which reminded me of a talk I did at a men's retreat about three weeks ago. And it was like, okay, now this is chasing a little bit of a rabbit, but I come home. Now, what is it like when you guys come home? Uh, Well, it depends on the day, really. Uh, But usually uh, it's like, uh, what's for dinner? Um, And uh, sometimes it's crazy. And sometimes it's downloading from the day of what's happened. And uh, do you get that from Kathy or do your kids come up or they ignore you or uh, all of the above? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, for me, it's fighting past two dogs that look at me and go, it's him. It's the one that feeds us. You finally came home. He came home. And and they're all excited. And then it's everything from total apathy to whatever. But what I want to do is I want to be focused and say, okay, uh, what is the best in this situation? And how do I, and and with the dogs, it's like they're happy because they haven't gotten fed today. Right, right. And they're a little bit cranky, but they're happy at the same time. And as soon as I break out treats or food, they're off the chart. Like, yes, that's it. We have food and water now. And I realized from reading that verse in Ephesians, those who cherish and nourish. Mm. Well, am I... Am I nourishing my wife during the day? Mm-hmm. Three times I eat every day. Well, that's what I need for my body. What does her soul need? Mm-hmm. And she's kind of a quality time, words, conversations person. Right. So I'm asking myself, have we had a conversation three times today to where I can pour into her? And even this morning, uh, she walks in, she's getting ready, she's leaving. I'm going to take the kids later. And, and she's got a little bit of a cautious look on her face because yesterday wasn't a great day for right. us. Right. And I said, hey, 
Um, I've got the kids 100% my fault yesterday. And I apologize again. I know you said that's fine, but I just, I want you to say, well, I'm sorry you have to move things around. I'm like, no, 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 no. We agreed to that and that's mine. Right. And I just want you to know, I'm sorry about that. And uh, I got them this morning. We're good. And I just saw her countenance change Mm -hmm. because now she's, her soul's been fed. That's good. And then she texts me during the day and I want to make sure I text back and say, hey, this is important to her. For me, I can look at the text. Okay, yeah, great. We'll talk about it when I get home. But mm-hmm. what she's saying is I, I need something to eat right now. My soul right. needs some nourishment. So yeah. it's like, okay, I'm going to text back and, hey, this is what I think. It takes a couple minutes. But just the whole mindset. So fearing that I'm going to miss what God has best is bigger than the fear of, you know, the frustration or whatever. Mm. So I, I just, I, I look and I'm like, okay, God, teach me. Here's where I'm failing. Teach me something. Yeah. And I'll look in the concordance, find it. And the more his words on my mind, the more that antenna stays up all day long. Mm. And I'm catching much, much more. That was kind of a breakthrough to me. Instead of trying to get through the word and, yep, check it off the list, yeah. I want the word to get through me that's good. And, and be a part of who I am. Wow, that's mm-hmm. really good. Thank you so much for being transparent. I mean, you could come oh, yeah. in I, and say, I, I have no problems. in a problems. lot of different ways. <laughs> I'm super K. No. no problems here. Did you not know that this is like therapy for me? Are we, you're, not rec- you're not recording this, are you? <laughs> Heather's been begging to have you back here. <laughs> she just texted me. How's he doing? He's getting ready to nourish you and cherish you when he comes, comes home. Uh, we'll be right back with Ken Kington. Stay with us. I'm Rick Probst. I'm Dan Rackliff. This is Faith Talk Live. They're in the sweet spot of their mediocre radio careers. It's Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. I miss that laugh so much. It's been so long since we've had a Ken's yeah. Day. I know. Is, what year was it the last time we had Ken It was here? about the year this song came out, like 1969. Was it? <laughs> Welcome to Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy Hump Day. It is Hump Day, and we lovingly, we cherishly... Is that a word? Cheriously? I don't think it is. We purposely no. call <laughs> it Ken's Day, Ken Kington uh, in the studio. So because you have been busy, we're so glad that you are oh, busy because that's how you feed your family, mm-hmm. uh, right? But it's good to have you uh, when we can get you. Find out more about Ken and uh, what's going on, his itinerary. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. KenKington.com. That's two ends. Tomorrow we've got uh, the guys from what's it called, Dan? Perposity. Uh huh. And if it's incorrect, then it's you that then said it's my it. Fault. See, yeah. they won't blame the old guy, Blake Canterbury. On Friday, Mark Lee of Third Day. His book is called Hurt Road. We're going to talk to him. Dan and I are going to do our best Mac Powell impersonations, and he's going to be the judge. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure, he's looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> he may not show up. Yeah, he may not now. Right? That's going to be really cool. Mark's got a got a cool weaving story. I. I that's going to be you worth know checking. Mark, right? I do, but I don't know what all he put in the book. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's going to be really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I think people's ideas, the persona, is that I mean, Third Day is a brand; it's huge, right? Mm-hmm. And they minister to folks, and they, you know, they're they're people, people, and but they've got their music everywhere. And I think from the outside looking in, you think, wow. It's perfect. You travel with a bunch of guys. You get to play every night. You get to eat fast food. Yeah. Amazing. But, you know, you're living with a bunch of guys on the road for like 200 and some days a year, snoring and burping, and you fill in the blank. It's like, that doesn't sound like fun to me. Yeah. But anyway, we'll hear the entire story. Yeah, I don't, I don't you know get what your part feelings of his hurt. life. I'm sure there were hurts and challenges, right? Yeah. 
Hurt Road. There Hurt. you go. That's why it's called that. No. Awesome. Anyway, Great that'll segue. be that'll be Friday. Pastor's Appreciation event coming up October 19th. If you've not signed up, Pastor, you need to do that. You and your staff, A.R. Bernard, is speaking. And Alistair Begg's uh, Parenting God's Way book is out. It's free. Go to faithtalkatlanta.com. Wow. All right, we were talking cool. about What fear. is the pastor appreciation thing? Where is that? I'm just curious. That's at the uh, Crown Plaza Ravinia oh, in Atlanta cool. on October 19th. Uh, it's a, a lunch for pastors and just a way for us to say we appreciate you. Come be poured into because, you know, you get you pour out all the time. We want to pour into you. Because so, love yeah. and kisses only go so far. That's right. That's right. We do side hugs there we just to make you. sure. There but, you yeah. go. Nice hug. Bro, I like that. <laughs> that was almost like Ken's workout. <laughs> <laughs> See that pack moving? Amazing. That pack hasn't move since 1986 i guarantee it no it's been later (laughs) ken kington here kenkington.com so before we get into uh what's coming up for you we're talking about fear and how thanks for again sharing candidly about your relationship with heather your wife and your challenge after what over 20 years right yeah 22 so you talk about having a bigger fear and if we submit to the bigger fear which is god then it uh, overcomes ken has the potential to overcome the small fear Absolutely. Well, everything in life. It yeah. just it, it, And it's a mindset of walking. Uh, the other breakthrough that I had, and it kind of goes along with the, the truth part of it, that I don't want to get through the truth and read through it, but I want it to get through me. That's big. <clears throat> and I want to get the truth in me. But the other one was, uh, really, I was, I was reading a book. I think his name is Paul Miller, just called A Praying Life, and somebody recommended it. And uh, I always have two two questions I ask. Somebody goes, oh, man, you got to read this book. you got to read this book. Hmm. Have I ever told you this, what no. I do? Because hmm. everywhere I go, somebody's got a book that they <laughs> want me to read. And I'm like, okay, uh, two questions. One, have you finished it? Yeah. 85% have not finished the book they really? want you to right, read. Right. And I'm like, okay. And the second question, if they ask the first one, yeah, I finished it. What is some part of your life you've changed and gotten better that you've applied from this book? That's a good question. If they can answer those two, I'm like, I'll read the book. And I do, which is awesome. So the idea of of getting through me. So somebody asked me, they said, hey, you got to read this praying life. And I'm like, okay, um, have you read it? What's something you got? And they had four or five pieces that there was, it just revolution. I'm like, awesome. So I read the book. One of the main themes that I got out of it was just stunning was that so often we say, you know, God has a plan for you. God has a plan for mm-hmm. your life. And it's kind of me centric. And uh, if it's, if it's this merchant exchange, like God, I'm going to pray. I'm going to give you the prayers you say to pray. I'm going to pray and I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to do as much as I can. There's, there's this expectation of getting mm-hmm. and getting from God. And he just unpacks in the, in the book. He says, you know what? It's, it's really not that way. God is an author. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. Mm. Uh, Psalm 139, I've written the days of your life, you know, in, in a book before there was one. I've, and God is, is an author. And if we look at our life as more of a story with the ebbs and the flows and the author knows what he's doing, we're literally in the midst of our story being written. Hmm. And, and we move away from kind of being anxious or eager, or trying to control or legalistic and all that to kind of expecting, God, what's next? What are you writing now? Hmm. And even the down parts like, open heart surgery is not something like, wow, where did I mess up? It's God's writing a story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's part of the story. And I don't, and I have seen some of the glimmers of that, you know, why did your daughter go through cancer? I don't know, but mm-hmm. it's a story. And there's pieces of that that come in and out. So I've gotten to the point where I'm like, you know what? I want to, I want to really relate to God 
with him in his story. And and this one verse I I did share it earlier, um, not on the show, but just for God who is at work in you to will and to act to fulfill his good purpose. And and I love what was next. It says to do everything without grumbling and complaining, um, and become blameless and pure mm. as children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Mm. And and then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. Mm. Wow. It's like, okay, now I don't think we have to debate that we live in a crooked and warped generation. Right, right, right. It's always going to be there. Yeah. But I got to give you a perfect example of just kind of walking in that truth and walking with the author. Um, Graham, my oldest son's driving back from college. And uh, he just had hip surgery and he's he's just driving again and he's, he's a little bit... Uh, preoccupied with that and he's he's in a merge lane and he ends up and he says dad i, I cut a guy off and i felt really bad and he says because i was trying to pay attention to the wrong thing and he says the guy's behind me is like what the heck what the heck and he says so i'm waving him and he's even turned around and he's hey my bad really sorry my bad and the guy points at him again and and end up next red light pulls up right next to him and he and he's waving to him he's like hey my bad and the guy goes roll down your window <laughs> and uh so graham like rolls down his window and and he goes, pull over up here. And he oh, goes, no. what? Why? He says, because I'm going to kick your donkey. And uh, <laughs> he, he used the biblical word for donkey yes. instead. Oh, and uh, and uh, Graham was like, why? And he says, because you, you cut me off and then you flipped me off twice. And he said, man, I did not flip you off. I was saying, hey, my bad. I'm sorry. I was waving. Hmm. And then it was my bad. And he says, I really am sorry. And I was just trying to wave. And the guy was like, oh, okay. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it, man. Don't pull over then. And then he said, he literally, Graham was, he's like, man, I really am sorry. He goes, oh, yeah, don't worry, don't worry about it, man. He said, you want to you grab a bite of lunch? Yeah. <laughs> And it was like, oh, wow. And, th- and that to me is that verse just coming to reality that if, if we're literally walking and realizing it's God working in us yeah. and life's going to go on. But if we're focused in the right mindset, instead of digging in and going, hey, I was trying to apologize and just go, hey, it's, it's my bad. Then yeah. God's going to weave that and we are going to be different. We're going to shine like stars. Mm-hmm. And somebody who is literally chapped see something so radically different that goes mm-hmm. goes from I'm going to kick your donkey to <laughs> I'm uh, hey let me buy you lunch yeah. you know it's wow. that's amazing that's the, I think that's the effect Jesus had because yeah. he walked oh, yeah. with the father oh, that's good. in the truth and 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 people just changed because he was there I I want to be more like that yeah wow that's amazing good story yes. he did it again Right? Well, it's the he donkey. always does. He slapped the, us in the, the chops and we're better story. for it. Thank you. Yeah. Now, next time, next time donkey. I come in, I'm, I'm going to remind me to tell you about the uh, the first ever uh, Ken Invitational Golf Tournament. Okay. Um, that's going to be awesome. incredible. And is this putt-putt golf or is this actual <laughs> golf? It's, it's real golf. Okay, and, uh, well. It's donkey I'm, golf. You're I'm sitting on the, a... uh, the pastor appreciation thing where just some ministry leaders. I've I've got a golf course and I'm going to take them out for free awesome. and say... Come play, and uh, we've got some fun stuff going. So we'll do that next time. All right, find out more about that and uh, Ken Kington's itinerary, kenkington.com, two ends. Tomorrow it's going to be a great show. Have a great Ken's Day. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.